0: We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. Lo-fi poli sci. Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poly Sci podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right. lo fis and Low Fidelity. Low quality in your face. Messiest can be global news show. Here we're gonna talk about that famous question: what's going on in the world today? And today. It's Messy Monday. That fast-paced weekend recap coming at you. The news fresh off that press from that Reuters world section. Three-child policy. China lifts cap on births and major policy shift. Oh, that's right. China, a country trying to control population growth that originally had a one-child policy per family, but then five years ago switched to a two-child policy per family. And now... The country is going all the way to a three-child policy per family. This is all because birth rates and the gender gap itself in the country were going in the wrong direction, or at least a direction the Chinese government didn't like very much. I mean, this is super interesting, people, for so many reasons. But because it's rare that we see a country's government take such an active role in trying to control the population growth in a country, we'll be keeping an eye out just to see how this affects things moving forward. Next up, Source, the Africa section of BBC. Nigeria school abduction. Gunmen kidnap students in Niger state. It's far too often we have to talk about school kids being kidnapped in Nigeria, held for ransom, for profit, by different criminal organizations. And the BBC article reports that this is perhaps the sixth incident of school kidnapping since December. And this time... The number's estimated to be somewhere between 150 to 200 kids. We'll let you know more as soon as we do, Lofa Nation. And now, moving forward, because we never move on from anything. Source. NPR's Middle East Section. Unlikely Israeli political coalition. Poised to oust Netanyahu. This is big news, people. We've been talking about the possibility for change within the Israeli government for quite some time. And if the opposition to the prime minister were able to come together. And now... It seems like that may very well be happening. You see, Netanyahu has been Prime Minister of Israel for the past 12 years, which is an extremely long time for any head executive in a democracy. Though some parliamentary systems do allow for such long 10 years, as long as you have electoral support. You know, for instance, Angela Merkel in Germany has been Chancellor for over 15 years. But this new opposition to Netanyahu is unique. You see, it's a coalition, but a true unity coalition. And what does this mean exactly, you may ask? It means that the political parties that are included in this coalition are from the right, from the center, and the left. Hence, it's a unity of ideologies from all over the place, and a unity coalition. And there are some reports on the possible deal being worked out between these parties to make it happen, but we're going to wait for an official announcement, as the deadline to form a new government is Wednesday, so we don't have that long to wait. And our following story comes from that world of the Associated Press. Syria's Assad wins a fourth term in a predictable landslide. Now what do we have here? The results of the Syrian presidential election that took place during a civil war. And what were the exact results, you may be wondering? With voter turnout in Syria at 78%, and let me just say, wow, wow. Assad wins with 95.1% of the vote. I mean, come on, you gotta be kidding me. Don't dictators know that if you want the election to even look remotely legitimate, you can't be fixing the numbers to win in the 90 percentiles. You just can't do it. Lo-Fi Nation, you go ahead and write in on this one. Why have this vote? Why have this election if you're going to win at 95%? Does it even mean anything? I'm curious your thoughts. And a last piece of news to send you on your way for the week, NPR's policy-ish section. And yes, that's a thing. After 50 years, U.S. opens the door to more cannabis crops for scientists. And whoa, 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 what are we talking about here? Scientists? Weed? The government? Growing more for research? Yep, that's exactly what we're talking about. You see, scientists, especially those doing federally funded research, can only do research on marijuana that comes from one place, University of Mississippi. Go figure. And by that I mean, how random. But now the federal government is increasing the number of places weed can be grown and can be used by the scientific community for additional research on the properties of the plant. And sciencey folk out there, you know we here at LoFi fi poli always oh, support your work. We'll be watching closely just to see what kind of new things the scientific community can tell us about weed. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Issue 6 of Letters of the Lo-Fi poli comes out Saturday. Get at me to be added to the emailing list. And do you have top 10 list ideas? Send them on in. Do you have good news to share? Share it with us. Always remember that Lo-Fi Poly Sci is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Peace and well-being to all my human beings out there. Much love and always the best. Pickering, signing off.